Good brothers, welcome back to another episode of Porn in the Gospel. I am your host, Spencer Sutton, and it's great to be back here with you. Um, Allison and I got to go travel to uh, Texas and visit our son. Uh, he was in Columbus, Texas at camp. Uh, he's a camp counselor, and it's just incredible to uh, to be there where he's been the past two summers. And um, now he says he's going back there again this next summer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, our plan or his plan has been, hey, I'm going to, you know, it'll be his, he'll be, he's about to be a junior. He'll be moving into his senior year next summer. And he's like, I'm going to go get an internship. And so uh, when we were talking uh this week past weekend he goes i'm actually going to come back here next summer and i was like oh really i thought you were going to get an internship and he said well I, th I think i can trust god to get me a um a job when i get out of college <laughs> and i was like well all righty then um can't can't definitely can't argue with that so it's it's fun seeing my son um like take his own steps of faith. You know, you work so hard as a father uh, to raise children and to point them in the right direction. And when they start making decisions that are um, honoring and pleasing to the Lord, it, it definitely um, is a good thing. It's a good thing. And it all comes from God, right? So it's not me, it's the Lord who's drawn him. And so I praise God for that. But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about a man's struggle with pornography. And so I just went back in my journal. It's early Sunday morning. And I just went back in my journal and was just thinking about some um, some of these different passages that I've been studying over the past week, maybe even longer than a week, from Psalm 27. And just, there were so many good things that, um, that the Lord um, reveals in these Psalms and from David. And so I just want to, I want to camp out on one real quick. And then uh, over the next several, uh, over the next several episodes or podcast episodes, I'll, I'll maybe dig deeper into some of them, but I believe they'll be extremely helpful for you if you are a man struggling with pornography and masturbation and you can't seem to get out. Like this is the struggle, isn't it? Like this is the struggle where you think, you believe, I'll never be free, but it's not true. Like that's just what you think. That's just what, that's the story, the tape, the CD, the DVD, the whatever that is being played over and over and over in your mind. Like probably one of many stories. Like you, it's like you go to Spotify and you play the same song over and over and over and over. I'll never be free. I'll never be free. Well, if it weren't for X, Y, Z, I could be free. Well, if it weren't for this, I could be free. Well, if it weren't for this, I could be free. Like, I know, I know I, I played those stories as well. So how does a man attack those stories? I think probably the I mean, there's a lot of ways to attack them, but I'm going to talk to you today about one, one way that you can attack them 
that I see how David attacks his stories. And so let's dig in. Psalm 27, 1 says this, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now, the first thing I want to say is, what keeps a man from telling the truth is fear. What keeps a man from walking in the light is fear. What keeps a man from sharing his struggle with pornography with somebody else is fear. Now, I've I've had enough conversations with enough men, hundreds of men to know that to know that we can share it with one person and it doesn't go anywhere and so we just give up. Right. It's easy to say, well, I shared it with so and so and they didn't, you know, they didn't really respond. So they didn't hold me accountable. So therefore, I'm not sharing it with anybody else, is the story we tell ourselves. Well, this doesn't work, is what we tell ourselves. And so when we cover up the truth of what we're dealing with, I want you to understand that what, if I were to draw this in a, uh, on a piece of paper, I would draw truth and I would circle it. And then, Around that, I would draw fear because it it's fear that keeps a man hiding, right? It's fear that keeps a man from doing anything he possibly can to be free from pornography. It's fear. And so David's here saying, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is, my, is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now, David was... He experienced physical, physical threat. We're not talking about that. What we're talking about is the threat of somebody thinking differently about us. That scares men to death in today's age. Like, forget going back and being at war with other countries we're not talking about that fear. We're fr- we're afraid of what so-and-so is going to think about us. And we're so terrified we continue to hide. And so I want to give you something like, again, we have to readjust these stories. So like what I love about this is it says the Lord is my light and my salvation, Right. And so the the way is no longer hidden from me. Like fear loses its power when light shines deep, deep, deep into our heart. Like when we know that God sees the deepest, darkest crevices in our hearts and yet still loves us and accepts us and seeks us. He's seeking for our repentance. He's seeking for our like calling out to him. Like his light shines in there. And what I love is that it says that God is my light and my salvation. Not that he gives light and gives salvation. No, he is that. Like my inner being is fully secure because he is mine. 
So he now becomes my wisdom and my power, my friend, my protective father, my ever-present help in times of distress, my fortress, my rock, my forgiveness, my hope. These are all stories which are based on the truth of God's word that we need to be repeating over and over and over and over. God, you are my light. You are my salvation. God, I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to fear. It even says that Jesus entrusted himself to him. Like he entrusted himself to God, period. He entrusted himself. He didn't, he he was not afraid of man. He wasn't afraid of what other people thought of him. He completely entrusted himself to God. So what would change about you, brother, if you only believed these things, that the Lord is the stronghold of your life and you have nothing to fear? Like if this identity was yours, you would be as fearless as David was with the bear and the lion and Goliath. Does it mean that life becomes easy? Absolutely not. David was hated and hunted by his king and his own son. Yet he always knew God as his hope and protector and salvation. So I started thinking about, there's a passage in Isaiah 12, first several verses of Isaiah 12, where God says through Isaiah, you will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away, and we can say that because of Christ, that you might comfort me. So brothers, let me tell you, God is not out hunting you to punish you. He's not. I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you a story. This past week, I got a message from a brother in Christ who said, hey, I want to chat with you for a second. And I said, okay, great. I didn't know. I, didn't, I had no clue what it was about. I said, I'm out of town uh, in Texas visiting my son. But when I get back, let's let's do it. Let's connect. And so when I got back, we and he wanted to do it on Zoom or he wanted to do it like a video call, which I was perfectly fine with. So I shot him a Zoom link on, for Thursday night and we hopped on there. We chit-chatted for a few minutes and he said, I want to just come out and tell you this. And he proceeded to reveal something that he had hidden his entire life. 30 some odd years, he had hidden this from everyone. And he had just told his wife like a few days earlier. And then he was telling me, I was blown away, not, not blown away at what he told me because there's nothing new under the sun. I was blown away at the courage that this brother displayed because he, he truly believed that the Lord had come to comfort him, that the Lord was his light and salvation, that he had nothing to fear. Now, was it scary? Yeah, I'm sure it was. But let me tell you, this is these are the lies that we believe. I can't share this with so-and-so. I can't share this with so-and-so. And so we stay hidden in the dark, and God's like, come out into the light. So what was his comment to me? His comment to me was, I can't tell you 
I can't tell you how freeing this has been just to tell you and to tell my wife. And I was like, brother, this is incredible. Now, where, where do we go from here? Like what's next? And he's like, I just know, he said, I'm going to follow God no matter what he tells me. So if he tells me to share this with my family, then I'm going to share it with my entire family. I'll share it with other people. I'm definitely going to talk to my pastor about this. Like I was just, I could not have been more proud of that brother and I gave God praise and honor and glory. We ended our conversation just praying and praising God. So Isaiah goes on, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid for the Lord. God is my strength and my song and he has become my salvation. And then God says, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, proclaim that his name is exalted, sing praises to the Lord, for he has done generously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Now, brothers, we have a calling on our life to praise God and then to share like what God has done for us. Now, we will never share what God has done for us if we don't see ourselves as being saved from anything great or terrifying. If we don't see him as our salvation and our light and our strength, then we'll likely never give him the glory that is due his name. Verse three is very important here in chapter 12 of Isaiah, because he says, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Now, what I will tell you about this brother who shared this with me is joy. Like, Imagine the relief when he shared with me, when he shared with his wife, and he didn't find ridicule and hatred and mock somebody mocking him. He found brotherly love. He found the love of Christ that says, hey, brother, I hear you. I feel you. I love you. I'm going to pray for you. How can I walk beside you through this? That's when Christ becomes our joy and we draw water from the wells of salvation. And guess what? Those wells never run dry. Never. They never. So I will tell you this. A man cannot simultaneously draw or drink water from two wells at once. The wells of God produce joy according to this passage, and they're without the world's dilution or pollution, right? But the wells of the world are without the joy of the Lord, and they provide sickness of soul that keeps us weak and without strength and keeps us thirsty and never satisfied. This is porn and masturbation, like it's thirsty and never satisfied. I'm thirsty but I'm not drinking from the wells of salvation. I'm not drinking deeply of my relationship with Christ. I'm believing the lies of the enemy and I'm running to this thirsty, 
easy source that's dirty water and it never satisfies. As a matter of fact, it keeps you sick and it keeps you weak and it keeps you ineffective. Now, some of you have just become so used to that, you even stop trying. But there's some of you who are out there who know there is more. And maybe that's why you're even listening to this podcast, because you know there is more. There is a life beyond this addiction to pornography and masturbation that you know you're not experiencing. But you believe the lies, you believe the lies, and and you have not found the Lord as your light and your salvation and your stronghold and your strength. And so you remain fearful and weak and sick. Like the goal of this entire podcast is to help you believe that he is your light and salvation. And then coming out into the light is a good and powerful and freeing thing. I don't care what anybody else thinks. It comes down to the question, who am I believing? Who am I believing? Who am I going to believe? So, brother, just want this to be encouragement. I was, again, blown away by this conversation I had with this brother Man, I just wish more men, more men would know Christ as their strength and salvation and be willing to share, like, as the Lord leads. I'm not talking about going on the street corner and waving a banner. I'm talking about as the Lord leads. And we all know we've been in those instances where God's saying, share. And we said, nah, not, nah, that's not God. That's, that's me. We all know, like, listen to the Lord, listen to the Lord. All right, brothers, I hope this has been an encouragement to you. I'm going to ask you, would you leave a review um, for this podcast on Apple iTunes or wherever? And I would appreciate it. It helps other men. Like we have, guys from all over the world that find this podcast and um, some write me, some don't, but I just praise God and hope that God gives you encouragement and strength. And if you give a review and share it uh, with somebody, then it will also help them potentially, but it's just, yeah, it's helpful. All right, brothers, I'll be back with another episode of Porn and the Gospel.